that uh, if someone wants their activities or their uh, their ibadat to uh, to flourish they have to establish them on a spiritual infrastructure that is solid and strong if you look around us in the world today in countries that have very weak infrastructure any little flood any little disaster any little natural calamity hits it destroys it completely human beings also have an infrastructure we as human beings have infrastructures our spirituality have its infrastructure unless we have a strong infrastructure in our ibadah what will happen later on is with the smallest calamity with the smallest test with the smallest issue everything will fall down so this is what ibn atayla wants to say he who has a shining start will have a shining end he who has a strong infrastructure at the beginning uh, will have a uh, a strong end will flourish their activities will be fruitful fruitful their activities will be of benefit their activities will bear fruit later on in life so at the beginning of ramadan what do we need to do we need to make sure that our starts are solid the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had actually structured ramadan in pretty much the same way he said awwaluhu rahma the beginning of it is mercy and then the mercy of Allah requires us to be merciful. So it's all about action. It's all, it's all about the refinement. It's all about focusing on our own souls, on our own actions, on our own intentions. The middle of it is forgiveness. Why? Because normally when you start an activity as a learner, as a beginner, you are more likely to have mistakes and slips and fall down. So that requires forgiveness. The nature the natural need here is what is to be forgiven because of your mistakes but if you persist until you advance to the last end of ramadan the end of it is what is manumission from hellfire the person is freed from hellfire so that is the accumulation of act good activities that you have been starting from the beginning of the month of fasting ibn atayillah depicts this meaning as i said and he said he who has illuminated who is illuminated at the beginning is illuminated at the end Man bidayatuhu, he also uh, gives us another uh, meaning another important meaning that relates to this he says min nujhi so if someone asks me the question you just said that if someone has, a, has an illuminated start, they will have an illuminated end. How can we have an illuminated start? If we have a shining start, we will have a shining end. If we really care about the infrastructure of our souls, of our actions, of our activities, if we master that, if we solidify that, then later on we will not suffer. How do we solidify that? Of course, there are loads of things that can be tailored one by one for each and every one of you to say you need to solidify this you need to solidify that but i can sum them up in one thing and then i will go to what ibn rahimahullah and his commentators say on this i can i can sum it up in one thing that is make sure that you look at your loopholes look at your holes look at your failures in character look at the cracks before you paint the wall before you put your plasterboard you need to look at the cracks in your personality and um, the, the there is a few there is a um, 
I, I, I don't have them in, in, in mind now, Sister Fatima, but uh, I, 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 will, I will mention them uh, uh, later, inshallah. But this is possibly, hold on, Let's, let, we'll, we'll mention it later, right? So, قَالَ مِنْ عَلَامَاتِ النُّجْحِ فِي النِّهَايَاتِ الرُّجُوعُ إِلَى اللَّهِ فِي الْبِدَايَاتِ So the, what we said, brothers and sisters, is look at the cracks in your personality. Look at the cracks in your soul. Look at the failures in your personality. What are the things that you need to work on? At the beginning of Ramadan, if you would like to succeed, you need to look first of all, before you make plans, before you structure plans, before you plan your Ramadan, you need to look at what are the impediments that will make my Ramadan be ruined? What are the things that I need to make sure that the shaitan will not come to me from? Possibly it could be procrastination, possibly it could be being consumed in superficialities, possibly it could be laziness, possibly it could be uh, eating too much, Right, I'm eating food too much, and at the same time, it could be uh, having too much uh, in in your spiritual plate. Having too much in your spiritual plate, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "La illa That Allah does not ask a soul beyond what it can take. So sometimes some people have too much optimism about what they can do in the month of Ramadan, and they fail not because they because of the of the of the deeds but because of their ability to take the deeds they are unable to take all of these deeds every car has a capacity the prophet says if you burden your soul with so many tasks it will fail so make sure that you have also you be you you're balanced so this is summing up the meaning of what uh, that, that he who has an illuminated start you know if you want to have an illuminated start you need to balance things properly you need to distribute things properly you need to acknowledge your ability when uh, some sahaba would come to the prophet وسلم, as you all know he and they ask ya rasulullah what shall i do the prophet وسلم, sometimes goes into so much details and with others he would be very uh, simple or, or he would be he would be focused on the only on the on the basics of Islam, this man who came and said, what are the things that I have to stick by? And he said to him that you believe in Allah, that you perform the five daily prayers. He said, is, is there anything extra? He said, la illa anta sadaq. No, unless you want to do voluntary deeds. And then goes on about fasting, goes on about zakah, goes on, and every time the Prophet وسلم, would only focus on the basics. Why? Because he looked at the man and he realized that this is the capacity of this individual. Carrying too much load, even if it's spiritual, is not good. It's not it's actually a reason of failure. So one of the uh, of the of the uh, secrets of success in anything is take what you can what you can what you can uh, bear uh, eat uh, put into your plate what you are going to be, be be able to eat otherwise there will always be uh, there will always be extra food that has to end up in the bin but ibn atayllah secondary also gives us an insight on a shining star he says rahimahullah ta'ala that a shining start, a sign of a shining start and a shining end is, he says, مِنْ عَلَامَاتِ النُّجْحِ فِي النِّهَايَاتِ الرُّجُوعُ إِلَى اللَّهِ فِي الْبِدَايَاتِ Amongst the signs of success in the end is turning to Allah at the beginning. Again, مِنْ عَلَامَاتِ النُّجْحِ فِي النِّهَايَاتِ One of the indications of success in the end is turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the beginning. 
among us, the signs of success at the end is turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the beginning. What do we mean by that? That means that one of the things that we need to fix in our infrastructure, that we need to fix at the beginning of the month of fast, is to realize that there is no way that you can achieve anything in this month except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Imam al-Nahrajuri says, Man kana shiba'ahu lam yazal jai'a. If someone feels or believes that their satiation will be in food, if he thinks that food is that thing that creates satiation in you, you will continue being what? You will continue being, being hungry. If you think that food can satiate you, then you will continue being hungry. Uh, and if you believe that money is what is going to make you rich, you will continue being what? You will continue being, being poor. Whoever turns his need to anyone other than Allah, he will always be deprived. This is the point. Whoever seeks other than Allah in his affairs, he will continue being, he will, he, he will be a failure. He will fail. So the first thing that we would like to fix, brothers and sisters, at the beginning of this month of fasting, and I possibly pointed at that at the beginning of this talk, when I repeatedly mentioned to you the word, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. The Prophet ﷺ taught us this beautiful dua, that at the beginning of every action, every project, every activity, every stage in our life, we should say what? We should say, uh, and we should internalize the meaning of this amazing, beautiful statement that What does mean? It means that there is no tahwil. Hawl in Arabic means what? To change. There is no change. And quwa is power. So there is no change from any state of affairs that we're in. There is no good. We cannot affect any good change in our life. We cannot make our life change from bad to good or from a distraction to, to focus or from being all over the place to being contained and planned. And we cannot have that. We cannot have that tahwil, that change in our life. We cannot make a change in our life except by Allah. And we cannot have the quwa, the power, the power for making that except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So turn it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Put it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the ulama said, مَنْ ظَنَّ أَنَّهُ يَصِلُ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى بِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ قَطَعَ اللَّهُ بِهِ He who thinks that he can arrive to Allah, he can reach Allah, he can arrive at the end of his path without Allah, he can reach to Allah without Allah, Allah will leave him alone. وَمَنِ اسْتَعَانَ عَلَىٰ عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ بِنَفْسِهِ وَكَلَهُ اللَّهُ إِلَىٰ نَفْسِهِ And whoever seeks his own ego, his own self, his own power for the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will leave him to his nafs and will say, here you go, go on. Imam al-Haddad, rahimahullah, some of the lines that are always attributed to him, بِرَبِّ قِيَامِ لَا بِنَفْسِي وَبِسِّوَىٰ With my Lord is my standing, not by my ego, and not by anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the first hikmah, and this is the first lesson that we have to bear in mind, brothers and sisters, at the beginning of this month of Ramadan, that at this day, at this time, at this point, we need to rectify our, uh, our start. 
We need to rectify our intentions. We need to rectify our azima, our resolution, our uh, resolve. We need to rectify our focus that we are taking this fast, we are taking this month, we are taking this task, not by our own uh, uh, power, not by our own uh, intelligence, not by our own planning, but by the planning and the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Normally with the word tawfiq, which we say with Allah, with Allah is the success. The ulama define the word tawfiq as khalqu qudratil khayri fil abd. It is that, that it's the creation of the willingness, it's the creation of the willingness to do what is good in the in the abd. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates in us the willingness to be good, the willingness to do that which is good, the willingness to move from the state that we're into a better state. But we cannot achieve that with our own selves. We cannot achieve that with our own minds. We can only achieve that, brothers and sisters, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can only achieve that by re refining our intention, by looking back into our intentions. If we do that, uh, if we do that, we will arrive. If we do that, we will arrive and we will succeed. If we don't do that, what will happen? We will not complete the journey. Uh, we will not complete the journey. Some of the ulama say, ما رجع من رجع إلا من الطريق. Those who come back, they don't come back from the end of the road. They come back from the road. If they arrive, they would never come back. ما رجع من رجع إلا من الطريق. That those who come back, they only come back from the from the road. ما رجع من رجع إلا من الطريق. ولو وصلوا ما رجعوا. If they arrive, if they arrive, they would not come back. So Ibn Ajiba rahimahullah in his commentary on the Hikam, he says, in min hawlika wa Strip yourself from your hawl, from your power, and from your uh, ability to effectuate change or to cause it. Uh, take yourself out of that. Say, Ya Rab, I cannot turn into any good state except by your permission. I cannot fix my own heart. As Imam Ibn Atayullah himself in his munajah says, Ilahi, Oh my Lord, I am the poor in my richness. How can I not be poor in my poverty? If I, when I claim that I'm rich and I have money, I'm actually in need. I'm stricken by need. I'm really in need to you. I'm always in need to you. How can I not be then poor if I'm really poor? I am the one who is ignorant even if I have that lit any knowledge. How can I not then be the ignorant while I'm really ignorant? How can I not acknowledge the fact that I'm ignorant and that is the reality? Even when I have little knowledge, I still don't know so many things. So this is an opportunity, brothers and sisters, that we at the beginning, of this month, we try to fix and we try to perfect and we try to, to, to build a good infrastructure for our spirituality and for our travel in the month of Ramadan through giving, stripping from our hawl and kuwa. Don't ever think that you can do the, 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 the 18 hours or 16 hours or 15 hours, whichever number of hours of fasting by your own ability. Don't ever think that you will be able to uh, balance work and ibadah by your own ability. Don't ever uh, think that you can 
carry out your plans for this month of Ramadan by your own ability. Always, always, always remind yourself that it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who creates that in you and it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who allows these these uh, these uh, changes to happen to you. مِنْ عَلَامَةٍ نُجْحِ فِي النِّهَايَاتِ الرُّجُوعُ إِلَى اللَّهِ فِي الْبِدَايَاتِ amongst the signs of success in the in the in the in the end is turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning this is so important that you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the beginning so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran those who struggle in our path they struggle they strive we will guide them so he did not say, He did not say they will find. If you strive, you will find. If you look, you will find. He said, no, if you strive, we will carry you. If we see some good signs at the beginning from you, that you're turning to us, that you are stripping yourself from your howl, from your power and from your strength, then we will help you. In another place, the Imam Ibn Atayullah Secondary, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, uh, and, and, and before I, even I, I, go that, I go to that, brothers and sisters, Sheikh Abul Hassan al-Shadhili rahimahullah ta'ala relates a very beautiful story which Ibn Ajiba narrates to us. He said, Kuntu ana wa sahibun li na'budullaha ta'ala fi maghara. That me and myself and a friend of mine, a friend of mine and myself, we used to sit in a cave worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah ya ikhwan, when we visited the maqab of Sayyidi Mawla'i Abdul Salam ibn Mashish radiyallahu ta'ala in the northern part of Morocco, uh, last summer, Sidi uh, Mawla'ab Salam bin Mashish is on the tip. He used to live on the tip of a mountain called Jabal al-Alam. Really, really, really high. Unbelievably high. And uh, his maqam is there, radiyallahu ta'ala, with a big tree growing inside the maqam. So uh, the, the, the narration goes that Sidi Abu al-Hassan al-Shadili, radiyallahu ta'ala, when he came to Mawla'ab Salam bin Mashish, he looked, he was looking for the qutb of the time, for a teacher for a guide everywhere and he traveled all the way to Iraq and then the people of Iraq, the awliya of Iraq told him the qutb of the time, the pole of the time, the spiritual guide of the time is back in the land that where you came from. So he went back to Mulab Salam bin Mashish. So when he came to the bottom of Jabal al-Alam, the bottom of Jabal al-Alam, the, 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 the feet of Jabal al-Alam, there, there is a well or there is actually a spring there. That spring is still there to this day, subhanAllah al-Azim. Uh, I took wudu from that spring when I visited Mawla Abdul Salam bin Mashish. This uh, spring of Mawla uh, Abu Hassan al-Shadhili radiyallahu ta'ala an, so he took, he took a bath from the spring. He, he showered. He took a ghusl with the intention of cleaning himself from his deeds and from his uh, knowledge. When you come to your teacher, you should come to a teacher with what? When you come to your, your teacher, you come to a spiritual path, you should come with, with a with a cleanliness you should empty yourself from i know this or i have this or i have done this it is not a job that you apply to ramadan is not a job that you apply to uh, it's not a job that you apply to and you submit your cv and you say these are the credits that i have done before therefore i will be able to achieve this in ramadan and achieve this in ramadan some people plan ramadan as if they are planning uh, how to go to the gym at the end of the day and do uh, uh, X amount of sit-ups and X amount of push-ups and all of these things. We shouldn't deal with the ibadat like that. We should deal with the ibadat with ghayatul iftiqar, the absolute need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance and tawfiq. If we do that, then we'll be successful. So Imam Abu Hassan took that shower from the bottom of the, from the spring and he made his way up 
uh, to, to his teacher, Mawla Abd Salam, where they have never met before at that moment. He saw Mawla Abd Salam meeting him halfway and saying to him, you came, Yabna Ibn Abdul Jabbar, and you washed yourself from your deeds, and you washed yourself from your knowledge, we will fill you with knowledge and with good deeds, meaning we will teach you. So that's, that's similar to uh, because when you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you say what you're actually doing is you are clearing yourself, you're distancing yourself from your deeds and from your knowledge. You're saying, Ya Rab, I have no knowledge. Ya Rab, I have no ilm. Ya Rab, I have no power. Ya Rab, I have no ability. Ya Rab, I ran out of plan. Remember, brothers and sisters, that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was taken up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the journey of Al-Isra wal Mi'raj when he declared his complete ubudiyya, his complete and his absolute submission to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in the beautiful, amazing dua where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allahumma inni ashku ilayka da'fa quwati wa qillata hilati wa hawani ala al-nas. Oh Allah, I complain to you of my the weakness of my power and me running out of plans I have no plans I don't know my mind is stuck I can't think of a way out of the difficult situations that we're in right and that people are looking down upon me so at the beginning of the month of ramadan you should say ya rab i can't move except by your help i can't achieve except by your help i cannot take this month except by your help i cannot make any change in my life ya rab inni la astati'u daf'a ad-durri an nafsi oh allah i cannot push away harm from myself Allahumma inni la astati'u jalban naf'i ila nafsi. I cannot bring benefit to myself, Ya Rab. Say that with sincerity. Say that with focus. So back to the story of Sayyidi Abu al-Hasan al-Shadili radiyallahu ta'ala to uh, just to give you an example of how we travel with Allah subhanahu to Allah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, Kuntu ana wa sahibun li na'budullaha fi maghara. Me and a friend of mine we were worshipping Allah in a cave and saying, This month, at the end of this month, Allah will give us the spiritual opening. Or by the end of this week, we will get the spiritual openings. So he said, a, a man came and stood by the, 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 the mouth of the cave, the door of the cave, and he said, Assalamu alaikum. He said, Wa alaykum salam And we could see that he looked like a righteous person. He said, Wa alaykum salam And we asked him, Kayfa anta? How are you? Fanahada ilayna. He moved towards us. And he said, Kayfa yakunu halu man qal? How will be the state of someone? How would be that? He's basically speaking about himself, right? But he's teaching them indirectly. So they said, How are you? He said, What will be the Kayfa haluk? How's your hal? How's your situation? And he said to them, how would be how do you think that will be the hal, the state of a person Yaqul, who says all the time, uh, this 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 month I will get a spiritual opening, this week I'll get a spiritual opening. La fatha wala falah, no opening, no success. So Imam Abu Hassan Shadali understood the message. And he said, Fa'alimna uh, now 
the man continues, Shouldn't we worship Allah as he commanded us? What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala command us to do? He commanded us to submit to him. He commanded us to turn to him. He commanded us to submit even in ibadah. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, you come to your bed and you're aiming to wake up for Fajr or you're aiming to wake up for Qiyam or you're aiming to finish this Quran or you're aiming to... And what happens? You fail. Even though you have planned everything, even though you have arranged everything, even though you have prepared everything and you ask yourself, what is missing? What is missing? Yes, there is a big thing that is missing. You know what? that you are not moving with Allah, you don't have the key. You have prepared everything. You erected the door. You built the house. You brought the lock, but you don't have the key. The key is لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله من علامات النجح في البدايات في النهايات الرجوع إلى الله في البدايات Remember that amongst the signs of success in the end is the turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the beginning. Let's take these few days, brothers and sisters, to look at our intention and our, our planning and consign to Allah, give it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, we plan, as we said before, but at this time that we look into our intention and think, are we traveling by our own, by our own power or by the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In another hikmah, the Sid ibn Atayullah, which completes these, this is the triad. So we have min alamat al-nujh, and the third one that fits within the, these two, it says, For the beginnings are the mirrors of the ends. Are the mirrors of the end. You cannot see the end of your trouble. You cannot see how far it is. But you have a beginning. You have something right in front of you. That now. If you would like to see the image of how your end will be, look at the mirror. What is the mirror? The, the, the bidaya, the start. If you'd like to see the image of any wall or any individual, look at the mirror, isn't it? The, the Ibn Abad al-Nafazi says, The mirror of something is, that which is, is what it manifests in, like a mirror. So if you'd like your end to, if you'd like to see your end, look at your beginning. And for the beginning to be successful, it has to be attached to Allah. Tied to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How? Number one, by obeying what he commands in doing and not doing. And number two, submitting to Allah in deprivation and in giving. Even if it is brothers and sisters, even if it is to do with, huh? even if it is to do with the ibadah itself. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you something of the ibadah, i.e. you try to do something, you try to do some good deeds and you achieve not everything that you have planned, part of your success is to say, Ya Rab, Ya Rab, Ya Rab, thank you for what you have already given me. You have already graced me by giving me the opportunity to serve you. Not according to your plan, but according to Allah's plans. At-tafwidu ila Allahi fi al-ata'i al-i'timadu wa-tawakkur Allahi fi Dependence, complete dependence on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in achieving what you want. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz radiallahu ta'ala said, Inna Allah yu'inu al-abda ala qadri niyyate. Allah will give you success and assistance in accordance to your intention. So what is your intention? To achieve or your intention is to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. What is your, what is your intention? It's so important. It's so essential for your success. 
So Ibn Umar ibn Abdul Aziz says, Inna Allah yu'inu al-abda ala qadr niyyati. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you success and assistance in accordance to your niyyah. So success in the end is by being pleased with Allah. Submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At-taslimu lillah. Al-rida anillah. Al-shukru lillah. Being thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is, when will that happen? If you depend on Allah, if you submit to Allah, if you observe Allah in all your affairs. Qala, فَإِنَّ الْبِدَايَاتِ مَجْلَاتُ النِّهَايَاتِ So these three hikam, brothers and sisters, these three aphorisms are so crucial and so important, especially at this day and age, where we sometimes, brothers and sisters, become consumed in thinking about what's next and we forget what is beneath our feet. If you, think, if you have to cross to the other side of the, of the river, you shouldn't be too much bothered about what is on the other side and how beautiful it is. You should be really bothered about the bridge that you need to build and where, if it's solid or not. If you, don't, if you don't solidify it because you are in a rush to cross to the other side, you will fail. As the Arabs relate a story of a person who was really, really focused on crossing the river to the other side. Then they said to him, look, but you don't know how to swim. So he said, what's the solution? They said, you can have something to help you. You can get a leather. You can get a dyed leather of an animal, stitch it and blow it, fill it with air and tie it and use it. Like put, put, your, put yourself on top of it and then it will float with you to the other side. The man said, okay, that's easy. But because his mind was occupied by looking at the other side, his mind was occupied by uh, how can I get there? How can I get there as soon as possible? How can I finish this task as soon as possible? What happened to this man? He did not stitch it well and he did not blow enough air. So as, and he didn't tie it well. As soon as he got, got into the river by halfway, what happened? The air came out and he drowned. So they said to him, It is your mouth that blew in it and it is your hands that stitched it. So if you fail, say to yourself, did I stitch it well? Did I stitch the leather well? Did I close the mouth of it well? Did I uh, uh, refine? Did I solidify my, my spiritual infrastructure in Ramadan? Did I work hard at the beginning? Right? And that's also by ikhlas, by sincerity, brothers and sisters. Because Ibn Ata'illah radiallahu ta'ala says in another beautiful hikmah, he says, Al-A'malu suwarun qa'imah. Al-A'malu. He says, Al-A'malu suwarun qa'imah. That actions are lifeless forms. Al-A'malu suwarun qa'imah. That actions are lifeless forms. Actions are lifeless forms. But the presence of an inner reality of sincerity is what gives it life. Again, actions are lifeless forms. Our actions have no life in them. Each and everyone stands up in salah and uh, everyone outwardly is fasting, deprived from food and drink and uh, intimacy from morning to the evening. We all do that. Actions are what? Lifeless forms. You can have a form of a, you can have a structure of a, of a house, but that's not a house. You can have a structure of a, of a bridge, but unless, what gives it strength? What gives it life? What makes the bridge strong enough to carry a human being to cross on or a car to cross on? 
what makes a house so strong that it protects you from uh, from wind and protects you from heat and protects you from enemies what gives it that he says but the presence of an inner reality of sincerity is what gives it life al-a'mal suwarun qa'ima and this is one of the very early wisdoms of ibn atayla one of the very early ones at the beginning of his wisdoms al-a'mal suwarun qa'ima wa arwahuha and its spirit arwahuha is the presence, the reality, the, the, an, an inner reality of sincerity, the presence of an inner reality of sincerity is what makes it alive. It what brings it to life. This is, this is so crucial and important, brothers and sisters, to make sure that our actions have a life in them. And they will not have a life in them unless we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Him for, for and, and, and basically diffuse our, uh, our obsession with our own egos and our own plans and our own ability to do things and you know what, I'm going to achieve this in the month of Ramadan, I'm going to achieve this in the month of Ramadan, I'm going to achieve this in the month of Ramadan. No, 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 you're not going to achieve anything unless you acknowledge that you achieve only by the grace of Allah, by the help of Allah, by the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So remember that, brothers and sisters, this is so important for your spiritual well-being. It's very important for your uh, traveling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we should conclude this with another hikmah that's, uh, that's, that's really, really important. Actually, two hikmahs that relate to, uh, to each other. One of them, he says, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, and that, again, you know, relates to the beginning of the month of Ramadan. Al-Khudlan, kullu al-Khudlan, failure, full failure. Anta tafarragha min al-shawagil, to be free from all distractions. Anta tafarragha min al-shawagil al-Khidlan, Real failure is what? Is to free yourself from all distractions. Huh? And then you don't turn to him. That's real failure. Real failure is to be free from all distractions and yet you don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine that, brothers and sisters, someone. Uh, takes time off from work and he tells his boss even though there's like a big a big load at work and he says i need i have i haven't visited my dentist for a long time i need to visit the dentist it's really urgent i have got a toothpaste, uh, toothache and all of that and then he takes the time off work and then in the morning of the day he says you know what let me have a bit of sleep and then he misses his appointment what will you say about that individual how will you feel about that individual so Ibn Atayla's secondary says, in Ramadan, you have been emptied, you have been freed, you have been kept away from anything that will distract you. Anything that will distract you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken that away from you. Al-Khidlan, kullu khidlan real failure is that you are free from all things that will keep you busy, and then <laughs> you don't travel to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You take time off work, time off life, time off engagements, and then you still have the month, and then you use the month in nonsense. Or you sleep. Some people do that. Some people would sleep till late, late in the day, or they, they wouldn't occupy their times with ibadat and ta'at and stuff like that. What happens? They become busy with other things, possibly following the internet, following the, the social media, following uh, this and following that. No, this is a time to fill in with what links you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Otherwise, that's that's failure. That's real failure. Real failure is not to be occupied. Uh, well, that's a problem. But to free yourself from all occupations, to focus on a purpose, and then you don't achieve that purpose, so you never achieved, uh, you, you haven't fulfilled your occupations, and at the same time, you haven't achieved what you were supposed to achieve. Imam al-Qushayr, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, and, and the completion of that wisdom, he says, or that your impediments become less. At this time of lockdown, brothers and sisters, we have no awaiq. Our awaiq, our impediments are very little. There is a very small number of what impediments. Why? Because Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken care of, of so many things for us. And also, there is no... There is no worry about food. There is no worry about lunch. There is no worry about dinner. There is no worry about this. There is no worry about that. But what happens? We become occupied by having a big meal, preparing for iftar, doing this, doing that. No, this is a time to focus on your spiritual journey because there will be another 11 months in the year where you will eat as you wish. This is not the time to think about how can I eat what I don't eat outside Ramadan. That's not the point. That's not the point of Ramadan. Or how can I, of course, no one is inviting family nowadays with the lockdown, but how can I enjoy uh, the, 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 like anything other than what, uh, tra what travels with you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Qushayr rahimahullah ta'ala says, فَرَاغُ الْقَلْبِ مِنَ الْأَشْغَالِ نِعْمَةٌ عَظِيمًا That being free from distractions this is a great blessing. What is the, what is the great, what, how do we show gratefulness to this ni'mah? And how do people turn ungrateful towards this ni'mah? He says, فَإِذَا كَفَرَ الْعَبْدُ عَنْ هَذِهِ النِّعْمَةِ فَإِذَا كَفَرَ عَبْدٌ هَذِهِ النِّعْمَةِ بِأَنْفَتْحَ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ بَابَ الْهَوَى That a servant of Allah might be ungrateful to this blessing by opening for themselves the gate of desire. وَجَرَّ فِي قِيَادِ الشَّهَوَاتِ Or he follows his own desires. شَوَّشَ عَلَيْهِ اللَّهُ نِعْمَةَ قَلْبِهِ Allah will distract his heart. وَسَلَبَهُ مَا كَانَ يَجْلُ مِنْ صَفَائِن لُبِّهِ And Allah will take away from him the clarity of vision, the clarity of heart, the clarity of chest, the clarity of purpose. So don't let your desire, don't let your attachments, don't let other things take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at this important time. Because seriously and surely, brothers and sisters, it's a great blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken away from us all the distractions. And this completes with the hikmah that he said, in which he said, rahimahullah ta'ala, حُقُوقٌ فِي الْأَوْقَاتِ يُمْكِنُ قَضَاؤُهَا وَحُقُوقُ الْأَوْقَاتِ لَا يُمْكِنُ قَضَاؤُهَا It is possible to fulfill some obligations at times, but it's impossible to fulfill the obligations of every moment. Again, it's, it's possible to fulfill some obligations at times, but it's impossible to fulfill the obligations of every moment. For there is no moment wherein God does not hold against you a new obligation. Every moment that you have, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has an obligation against you or a definite matter. So, how can you fulfill someone else's obligation when you have not fulfilled God's? There, are, there is a, the common explanation and commentary on this that I came across, brothers and sisters, says that there are two types of hukuk. There is haq that you fulfill in time. For example, salah, you fulfill it in time. If you miss 
the salah for any reason, for any impediment, you can make it up. Fasting and this hikmah would speak specifically to our sisters who are unable to fast, who are by uh, natural reasons, they are unable to fast in this month of Ramadan, that this is a soothing hikmah for them, that yes, you might be prevented from fasting, you are missing haqqun fil waqt, the right of in the time. The right in the time, which is what? Fasting. The right in the time, you can make it up. But the right of the time, you cannot make it up. What's the right of the, right of the time? The right of the time is the right of Ramadan. And this month of Ramadan, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want from you? Diligence, attention, focus. Yes, fasting is a ibadah that helps you achieve that. So even if some of our sisters are unable to achieve fasting, the haqqun in the time, they're still able to achieve haqq of the time, which is attention. So don't let being unable to achieve the haqq in the time distract you from the haqq of the time. What's the haqq of the time? The haqq of the time is to focus, to give your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have that feeling of presence in all actions, in all deeds. And this is what separates us from the salaf al-salih radwanullahi ta'ala alayhim, who used not only to observe the haqq in the time, but the huquq of the time. The haqq of the time, as Imam Ibn Ajiba rahimahullah says, Dabtul anfas wa hifdul hawas. Dabtul anfas. What does dabt mean? Accuracy. Dabata in Arabic means to be accurate with something, basically to, to hold it, to count it. Dabata. Dabtul anfas. That to, the, for the person to observe every breath, that they exhale in every breath that they inhale, every action that they do, to have that diligence and that awareness. And to protect your limbs, to protect your eyes, to protect your hands, to protect your tongue, to protect your thoughts. You don't engage it in anything that displeases Allah, in anything that violates the, the meaning of fasting. Yes, we always say that fasting outwardly, is abstaining from food and drink. But there is another level of fasting that's abstaining from anything that violates the outward meaning of fasting. So, al-anfas uh, the 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 anfas, the breaths are what? Are the minutes. That's to, to have dubbed of that, to have accuracy in dealing with time, is to fill it with ibadah, is to fill it with ta'ah is to fill it with, this, with obedience of Allah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is so crucial and important that we fix our infrastructure, we make sure that our stars are burning and illuminated one, and that we make sure that we, when, since we are free from all the distractions, we utilize this great opportunity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, and we fulfill the right of the time. Because remember again that the right in the time and the right of the time. The hukuk of the time, the hukuk of the time can be fulfilled by anyone, whether you're fasting or you're not. Appreciating the time, venerating the time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يُعَظِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ He who venerates the sha'air, the rituals of Allah, فَإِنَّهَا مِن تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ It causes, it leads to righteousness in the heart. So this is an opportunity, brothers and sisters, that we venerate this time, this point in time, the month, this month which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Qur'an and said, أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ that Qur'an was revealed in it. 
And normally, brothers and sisters, الظرف يأخذ حكم المظروف. They say الظرف, which means the carrier or the, the container, takes the حكم of what is inside it. Would you ever offer perfume, عود, perfume, to people and put it in a rubbish cover or a rubbish bottle or a dirty bottle? No. Even in, in life, people would normally put alcohol, put wine, which is nudges, but they, they want to sell it to uh, people and to make it uh, loved by them. So they sell it in the most, in, in, the, in, 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 in very fancy packaging. So the varf, the container, takes the hukm of what, of what is inside it. So if there is a bottle of oud and you have used it, you have used what's inside it, sometimes you keep the water because it's really nice. Or because the smell stays in it. The smell of oud stays in it. So Ramadan, in this ayah, is the varf, is the container, container in, of, 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 of uh, Al-Quran. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the word fi. And fi is is one of these propositions that indicate al-dharfiyya fil-makan wal-dharfiyya fil-zaman. It is being contained in a time or being contained in a place. So if I say, ana fil-bayt, I'm in the house, that means the house is, uh, escorts you, it's around you, encompasses you. And if you say, sa'ati fi Ramadan, I will come in Ramadan, it means I'll be contained in that time, inside, in, inside the time that's called Ramadan. So if Ramadan is the time which encircles the Qur'an, and the Qur'an is the eternal blessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to humanity. It's the, it's the immutable word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's something that no one can imitate, no one can, can, can challenge. If, from, if the Qur'an is the source of all khair, is the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what, where would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put his kalam? Would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put his kalam in, a, in any other month? Allah chose for his kalam to be revealed in the best of all months. So that it's a great opportunity. Don't lose it by being distracted. Now, brothers and sisters, I can take your questions. Please, if you have any question related to, the point, to, to, to this dars or the previous dars, I'm more than happy, inshallah, ta'ala, to, to help you with it. And, uh, and I will also be checking as Fatima asked at the beginning and I promise to look at the hikmah. I, I'm going to look at Sharh Sidi Zarruq, inshallah ta'ala, to mention which hikam we have uh, talked about today. You can type your questions in later on. So the first and the second hikmah is Fatima. It's Man Ashraqat Bidayatuhu Ashraqat Nihayatuhu is number 27 and Min Alamat Al-Nujh is number 26. So we have 26 and 27. Uh, we, we touched upon these. Uh, 27 and 26. As for Al-Khudlan, Kullu Al-Khudlan, that's number 261. So I'm going to type that. That's 27. Here, sorry. Here. Yeah. So 20, 26. 27261 uh, that's al khudlan kullu al khudlan and tafarragh min al shaghili yes and uh, his qawlu rahimahullah ta'ala fa inna al bidayat majlatu al nihayat that's actually 
in his uh, in his uh, yeah that's uh, that's in his mukatabat in his in his messages at the end in the first mukatabah in the first message in, in his first episode rahimallah ta'ala as for the huqukum fil awqat the one about huqukum fil awqat Allahumma salli wa sallam barik ala sallam Muhammad that's kind of in the end as well yeah huqukum fil awqat is number 200 uh, wisdom number 208 wisdom number 208 so 208 that's hukukum fil awqat and that's it i think i think we uh, fil awqat and then the first and also we mentioned we mentioned uh, that's at the beginning this number 10 this hikmah number 10 so here you go Yusha is asking a question. Salam, does the Quran bring being revealed in Ramadan mean that the first ayat at Hira were revealed during the month of Ramadan? And were they revealed on Laylatul Qadr? Uh, yes, the Ramadan, the Quran being revealed in Ramadan means that, that it was revealed in in uh, in uh, the beginning of them of uh, of the of the ayat of the Quran were revealed in this month, the month of Ramadan, as Imam Ibn Al Jazari and many others mention. I will uh, quote for you just if you just give me one second. Uh. Yes, here are two uh, texts that actually talk about that. Uh, one of them is Al-Fiyyatu Sirati Nabawiya of Al-Hafiz Al-Iraqi, Rahimallah Ta'ala. Al-Hafiz Al-Iraqi mentions in uh, the beginning uh, of his Al-Fiyyah uh, about the start of revelation. He said, Hatta idha ma balagh al-rasoolu الأربعين جاءه جبريل وهو بغار بحراء مختلي فجاءه بالوحي من عند العلي في يوم الاثنين وكان قد خلت من شهر مولد ثمان إن ثبت he says that it was revealed on, on a Friday if, if this is confirmed وقيل في سابع عشرين رجب وقيل بل في رمضان الطيب it has been said that it is in Ramadan, so that's the start of it. And also Al-Imam Al-Hafiz Ibn Al-Jazari Rahimahullah in that is Shifa, which is on the seerah of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, um, he, he doesn't mention the, the actual, but he says, وَعِنْدَمَا بَلَغَ أَرْبَعِينَ بُعِثَ لِلْأَنَامِ أَجْمَعِينَ فَجَاءَهُ جِبْرِيلُ فِي غَارِ حِرَافَقْ قال له اقرأ ثم غطى فقرأ من أول القلم ثم جاء خديجة قال لها الأنباء. so um, that also talks about the start of the of the revelation. but anyway the Quran was revealed to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he, it was revised with him صلى الله عليه وسلم every year in the month of Ramadan. so uh, 
Laylatul Qadr is uh, is the time when the, the Quran was revealed from Allah al-Mahfuz to the uh, to the heavens, to the lowest heavens. And that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr, it means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it from Allah al-Mahfuz, from the sacred tablet to the lowest heavens on Laylatul Qadr, and then it came to, to, to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam over the period of 23 years uh, of his Ba'tha Salawatullahi Wasallam If you would like to ask a question please you can uh, you can type it if you would like to ask uh, in voice I'm oh Allah we have uh, have Q&A here right so Salamji okay Assalamu alaikum Umar Alaykum salam Umar Barakallahu feek Zakallahu khair Tasneem is asking Ramadan Mubarak Alaykum salam Tasneem Ramadan Mubarak to you as well How can we reach the shining end while being consistent without getting tired drained in the middle of it Again you know that that relates to what we mentioned earlier Tasneem we said that min alamati Always, always, always don't miss the fact that you turn to Allah and say, Ya Rabb, help me to, to do this. Help me to do this. Secondly, and more importantly, don't put too much spiritual food in your plate. Don't make too many plans. One or two things consistently is very, very crucial and very, very important. Also, one of the things that help people is good, good company, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we miss that. Having good company, if you have to learn something, if you need to do something, why don't you do it together? By having co companions, individuals around you who are doing the same thing, who have the same purpose, you're able to, uh, you're able to, uh, to, do, to, to, to do things and to achieve things. Another thing that's really good as well is, uh, they, uh, as you know, in English, they say all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy or a, a dull day. So... Sometimes you need to, to, to relax a bit. Sometimes you need what? To relax a bit. But this relaxation should be purpose-built relaxation. You are doing it for the sake of wake, standing up and continuing your march again to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This, this is something that you should never miss. Uh, Muhammad Nur Hafiz is, is saying, in making effort in planning for Ramadan, how do we tell about our spiritual plate? That our spiritual plate is too much, knowing that there are too many cracks in ourselves. I think... Uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, I think two actions, two deeds uh, should be the least a person uh, takes on. So uh, if the person feels that there is too many cracks, then why don't they start their planning with two deeds? Something to do with Ramadan, uh, the Quran, and something to do with their spiritual uh, development. So two deeds only. Uh, that a person focuses on if the person uh, if if they are beginners if they haven't uh, if they haven't uh, done that travel before or if they haven't tasked themselves with with something like that before so if the individual has uh, a fear that they might be uh, 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 failing then they can start with two and once they establish these throughout the whole month of ramadan then next ramadan they can increase that Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. This is Khairul Akmal. What is the supplication which you mentioned earlier in the session about being weak and for uh, yeah, and for one to be given strength to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Oh, that's a, I think if you are um, 
the the supplication is is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah aktharu min la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah like remember frequently la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah imam malik radiyallahu ta'ala an it was his habit that when someone submits a question to him to answer he would look at it and he would say la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim acknowledging that is really really crucial and important so uh the ibn athaillah in his munaja at the end rahimallah ta'ala he says ilahi ana al-faqiru fi ghinai and i am i think i i have translated this munaja a while back of ibn athaillah secondary uh so if we find it we'll possibly uh try to put it uh as a pdf next time uh but he he starts his munaja if you have the book check if you have the translation of the hikam uh check the munaja of ibn atayllah at the end where he says oh allah i am poor in my in my richness how can i not be poor in my in my poverty i am ignorant speak to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's the sincerest dua the most sincere dua is to speak to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and disclose all your troubles and all your concerns to him subhanahu wa ta'ala Inshallah, if you have any question, brothers and sisters, please type it. Uh, and if you want to speak, to say it, uh, to to present it as an audio question, uh, I'm I'm more than happy. Just uh, just I think you have, you you need to raise your hands or something like that. Right. So this is Maryam Saeed. Alaykum assalam. This is Maryam about bad deeds journal. If you find you're doing something consistently, e.g., e bad opinion. How do you break it during this time? Uh, then you you have to highlight it, write it on a piece of paper, put it in your uh, on your uh, on your wall, remind you of it. Uh, install uh, a punishment on yourself. Say every time I see that deed done in a day, I'm going to give uh, fifty dollars, for example. That's a hefty amount of money. What will happen is you'll become very aware because one of the salaf used to say, uh, um, uh, I noticed some bad deeds I used to do, so I uh, punish myself by fasting. So I said to myself, every time I'll do this, I'm going to fast. He said, Fasting became easy for me. He became accustomed to fasting. He said, then I said to myself, no, I'm not going to fast. I'm going to give money. And my nafs didn't like that. The nafs doesn't like that. So putting a putting a, a a a pointer on your wall in your phone, remind yourself. Sometimes even like a reminder, uh, say to yourself, "Don't do this. Don't do this." Like a, a, a something that's constantly reminding us of what we are, what we what we have, uh, what we have in uh, what we have a problem with. And again, you know, putting some financial uh, punishment in that will help. Inshallah Taala. Is the translation you are referring to uh, the, the the one printed by White Thread Press? Yes, it is. We we are using the translation by White Thread. They they themselves are using Victor Dana's translation, uh, but it's not the best translation all the time. And even the commentary, even though it's nice, but he rearranged what Ibn Atayillah. A secondary wanted to say and i i personally don't like that don't prefer that i prefer if someone can can do a translation of the rocks 
Zaruqa, as I mentioned last time, he did about 31 shuruh on the hikam. Hayakum Allah, Sidin Ajib, Barakallahu Feekum, Alaykum As-Salam, Atla Ramadan Barak. Is it recommended to train kids to fast at a young age? Is it recommended age for kids to start fasting? Barakallahu Feekum. That varies according to the ability of the child, if the child is strong or the child is not. Uh, I would say, uh, by analogy to Salah, it, it, it might be a good idea to start training few, uh, children to fast from the age of seven. They can fast like till half the day or they can fast a whole day uh, every week or something like that or, uh, or a couple of days a week. So that, that you have from the age of seven till the age of puberty, you have like a good, good five, six years. So in six years, you can actually push them to fast. If, if they start by fasting one day a week, then they will they will be able next day next year they can double it it becomes like two days a week the next year it can be three days a week the next year like four days a week the next year is five five days a week and then it would be very very easy for them once they reach the age of puberty it will not be a great shock to their body but again that varies from one child to another you might prefer to uh, make them fast till half the day and then they eat much later and stuff like that it it, it, it it's it's really dependent on the ability of the child uh, but Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala I think he used to prefer something like the age of seven as a start and by analogy to salah as well we can take one or two more questions inshallah if you uh, if you're able to and then we will be uh, doing the khatm of the majlis bi'ithnillah Right, it doesn't seem that people want to ask questions. So, if no more questions, then we can go ahead and do a khatwa of the majlis, inshallah ta'ala. I am inshallah. Al-Fatiha ibn Allah tabarak wa ta'ala yaqzi lana al-hawaj wa yasraf anna kullu dhiq. وارفع عنا كل حرج وأن الله تعالى يبارك لنا ولكم في الأوقات والأعمار والأعمال وأسلحنا ولكم الأحوال ويدخلنا وإياكم بسر الدخول على مولى بلال اللهم حق لنا ذلك وبلغنا منك يا ربنا ما هنالك وفوق ما هنالك وسلك بنا أفضل المسالك يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين الفاتحة آمين يا ربنا اعترفنا باننا اقترفنا واننا اسرفنا على لظنا شرفنا فتب علينا توبه تغسل كل حوبه واستر لنا العورات وامن الروعات واغفر لوالدينا ربي ومولودينا والأهل والإخوان وسائر الخلان وكل ذي محبة أو جيرة أو صحبة والمسلمين أجمع أمين ربي اسمع فضلا وجودا منا لا باكتساب منا بالمصطفى الرسولي 
نحظى بكل سولي بالمصطفى الرسولي نحظى بكل سولي بالمصطفى الرسولي نحظى بكل سولي صلى وسلم ربي عليه عد الحب وآله والصحب عداد طش السحب والحمد للإله في البدء والتناهي حمدا كثيرا دائب هبت النسائب وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Just one last question بخير لك مال ودز مذر of young Two young children benefit from Ramadan. Her service to the children is a great source of benefit. And in addition, observing the haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of the time by uh, making a lot of dua, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with her uh, complaints and with her needs, observing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure in wherever he, he subhanahu wa ta'ala has planted her. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you all tawfiq. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you.